This is Barbie Jo, and you are listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. This is a show for busy moms and families where we talk about household order and function. We will discuss the tricks of the trade and systems that improve family life and managing a household. Hi, everybody. Barbie Jo here. Today, I'm so excited. I'm interviewing, or actually, I'm being interviewed by Faith, who is a high school senior who is doing a research paper on career, future career choices. And she was interested in becoming a personal or professional organizer. So hi, Faith. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. So tell me, what is it about organization that is appealing to you? Well, ever since I was little, I've always really enjoyed just being organized. It makes me feel at peace. And I know that it helps my parents feel at peace because I organize everything for them. <laughs> so I just decided, well, if I love it so much and there's opportunities for me to make it my career, then I should be looking into that. Oh, 100%. I hit it right on the head. You found something that you enjoy doing and that you're good at naturally. And what better way than to make it your career path? That is just spot on. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Well, I will let you go ahead and interview me. Go ahead and ask me anything you want to know about being a professional organizer. Okay. So I guess we'll just start by looking into what made you decide to go into this field. So I too was a naturally tidy person my whole life. I just loved clean lines. I loved things being tidy and neat. Just knowing that I had this natural gift, I was always helping people when it came to unpacking or moving or even packing for vacations. And I realized, you know, maybe I've got something going here because people seem to to trust me with this kind of stuff. So that's kind of where it all began. That is awesome. I really love that. So my next question would be, I guess you already answered it a little bit, but have you always had a passion for organizing or would you say that it's grown more over the years? So I have always had a passion for organization, but absolutely, the more I do it professionally, the more I learn about it and the more appreciation I have for it, the more understanding I have about it. And so it makes me rework the systems I have in my home even. I'll come home from a job and be like, oh, we've got to redo this. (laughs) So you're constantly learning. Pretty fun. Where did you start? Did you start in your own home or did you already have potential business clients lined up when you started doing it professionally or how did that begin? So it started with me really wanting to have my own business. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always just had that passion, that drive to want to be my own boss and create my own jobs. And I thought, what better way than doing something that I I love to do? So I started asking my friends and family if I could come and do their homes or offices. And I did many jobs for free in exchange for testimonials and reviews. And so I kind of built my reputation, built my website all in exchange for me doing work for free at first. And then I slowly crept up 
to where I was charging just some, a little something in exchange, again, for those testimonials and those reviews, because that social proof is really what your business stands on when you're mm-hmm. first. So I totally, I was just busting my butt for free at the beginning. So you said that you wanted to start a business. Did you take any classes or certifications for either the business side or the organizational side? A great question. So for the business side, I actually went to school. I went to university for dance. So I'm a dance major and it had nothing to do with business at all. So when I decided I wanted to own my own business and make a go of this, I absolutely needed some training. So I signed up for courses. I took two major courses to help teach me the basic fundamentals of business, just how to run a business and more importantly, how to run a virtual business, like how to get your business online. Because nowadays, most businesses don't have a brick and motor storefront. They're all based off of a website. And so that was really important. So I, I attended B-School, which was phenomenal. And then I did another course through Brooke Elder. And it taught me all the fundamentals of building a website, getting an email list, an email service provider, buying domains, creating your branding, just everything, marketing, all the things that fall under that umbrella of business. So that was a huge learning curve for me. But it was a great opportunity. I learned so, so much. And I basically built my business by myself. After a year, I finally was able to enlist some outside help and kind of hire out a few a few things just to kind of fine-tune everything. But the majority, the foundation of my business, I did by myself. So you can absolutely do it. Um, these self-taught, these self-paced courses are amazing. You can get so much online. And as far as the professional aspect of it, I, you actually don't have to take training to become a professional organizer, but you do have to have a certain amount of hours organizing mm-hmm. before you can consider yourself a professional. And I believe it's something in the realm of like 500 hours. So that's where I started. That's great. Very admirable. I really love that. I feel like this field has a lot of similar stories. Just kind of everybody's building it by themselves. I really love that. That's something that I'm excited to hopefully be a part of. Yay! (laughs) So what would you say is like your typical day-to-day work life like? A typical day is I will usually meet with a client, usually on the phone, sometimes just online. And we'll discuss, you know, what challenges they're having, what they want to see happen. And then we schedule a consultation and I'll meet them at their home or their office. And they'll show me the space and we'll talk through it, what their goals are, what the outcome is they would like. And we kind of put together a plan. And then I go back home and I do all the research on storage solutions for that space. I make sure to take pictures and measurements of the space. And so I can work with that as I'm shopping for products for storage solutions for them. 
And then we set up a time where I come back with all the products necessary and we go through the space. A lot of times I have the client work with me side by side as we're going through like the purging and editing process because Mm -hmm. they are the ones that have to say it's staying or it's going. I can't make those decisions for them, but I can be there to encourage them along the way. And then once they've decided what they want to keep, that's when I take over and I put it all away beautifully so they can come back a few hours later and just be blown away with their new space. So would that be like similar to the method that you have for all clients or is that a typical like something that you do per client is different? So every client has their own set of challenges for sure. I had one client that was already super duper organized and she said, I just want a beautiful pantry. Just make it beautiful. And so that was so much fun to just go in and get all of the matching containers and make everything just sparkle and shine. And and it flowed. You know, we reorganized, rearranged. So it had a, a nice flow to it. So it worked better for their lifestyle. But then I've also had clients where everything was in their garage except their car. And they said, okay, the goal is to get the car in the garage. So they had so much stuff they didn't know what to do with. So yes, it depends. Every situation's totally different. But I will say the process is still very, very similar. Because working with any client, you have to take everything out of the space assess what they have. So you're sorting everything, you're categorizing it, you're deciding what stays, what goes. And then you have to figure out how to contain it all and then how it will all fit back into the space nice and neat and in a functional way so that they can access those things more easily. I love that, actually. I feel like that's something similar with the research that I've done. I feel like that that method is something that I've seen as a, a commonality between all of them. If you are in a situation where a client is unwilling to edit certain things in their items, like how would you go about that? So that's a great question too, because there are a lot of people that love their stuff, right? It has yeah. really sentimental meaning to them. They're attached to it. It has a memory you know, it belonged to someone they were very close to. So that is a common scenario. And they absolutely don't have to get rid of everything. So I'll tell them, let's keep maybe one of everything that is so special to you and archive it. Let's find a great way to archive it, store it so it's out of the way. It's not taking up that precious real estate that's inside the home but maybe we'll store it in the garage or in the attic or basement. So it's somewhere safe, but it's not in the way of your everyday living. So I will also present it to them in that, in that way, because what's, what's more important, you know, staring at your great grandmother's fine China and not being able to use your dining room table or being able to sit around the table and have those family dinners. So it's kind of like, what let's weigh the pros and cons here is having more shelves in your closet more important than 
holding on to, you know, your sister's high school cheerleading collection, you know? (laughs) So you just have to kind of play with each scenario. But if they are super duper attached and emotionally connected to that stuff, there are other ways to hold on to memories. They can take pictures of it. They can journal their memories. They can um, store them outside of the home, like in basement, attic, garage. So there are other ways to go about it. But yes, that is a very common situation. Part of my research is to figure out whether or not this occupation will become less or more competitive within the next 10 years. So I would like to know your opinion on that. Well, right now, I think is the ideal time to join this profession because it is not under any sort of accreditation. You don't have to go and get specific training. You don't have to have a degree in organizing to become a professional organizer. You, if you want to be registered with the NAPO, all you have to do is have a membership fee paid. And then if you want to be considered a professional organizer, you just have to have X amount of hours done actually organizing in people's homes. So now is the best time to become a personal organizer because it's so easy to do it. And I could see in the next 10 years, them starting to them, I don't know who I'm referring to, but I could see, you know, having mandated requirements or schooling to have some sort of certification to do this. I could see that happening down the road. That's why I think right now is the best time to do it because it's so easy to become one, especially if you have a natural knack for it. 100% do it. One of my final questions would be, what other problems occur that you've seen and some solutions that you've discovered? Problems I've seen. Hmm. So I have been able to come up with a really great solution, which I think is wonderfully fantastic. And the client, you know what? That just doesn't work for me. And so you have to be able to step back and hear your client and and understand how they use their space because not everybody uses their spaces the same way. And some people love lids on all their containers. Other people, absolutely not. They want to just be able to reach in and reach out. If they have to open a lid, it's not ever going to get touched. You really have to take into consideration your client. And so that is probably the, the most common problem that happens in this occupation is coming up with a solution before you really hear out your client. Because what you think is fantastic might not be fantastic to them. So you just really have to be flexible and good at communicating. And then just the final question, I guess this is more for me, (laughs) because I feel like in my family at least, how organized I am is funny <laughs> to my family members. So I guess, like, do you feel that way too? <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> my husband, it's ridiculous how I have to have my socks lined up and my t-shirts folded. But I know he appreciates it when I do that to his drawers. And then mm-hmm. he find his stuff so much more easy. So I think, yes, People watching you from the outside are like, okay, that's nuts. But when they're actually 
having to use the systems that you've put into place, it makes their life so much easier. And then they're more appreciative and grateful for your craziness. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That makes me feel a lot better. Like <laughs> Finding out about this career, it makes me feel like, oh, like I'm not alone. Like I'm not as crazy as I thought I was. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> okay. So I think that wraps up all my questions. Thank you so much. This is very helpful. <laughs> awesome. Anytime. I'm so glad that you wanted to have this interview because... I think it personally, of course, I'm biased, but I think it's a wonderful career choice and it's so flexible. You can be your own boss. You can create your own hours. You can create your own rates. I mean, the there's no limit. The sky is the limit and it's so fun too. And you get to meet great people along the way. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to learn more and hopefully be doing it someday. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you do too. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much again. Thank you for listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Don't forget to check out our website at barbiejoe.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you've got to check out my programs. I'd love to have you join me at barbiejoe.com.